Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce cost and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash strange. netsuite.com slash strange. netsuite.com slash strange. I'm Laura Norton, and this is One Strange Thing, the show where we search the nation's news archives for stories that can't quite be explained. Do you remember learning how to whistle? Despite actress Lauren Bacall telling us to just put our lips together and blow, whistling is an art form, and perhaps a dying one. After all, when's the last time you heard someone walking down the street just whistling a tune? Somewhere along the way, the habit has become less common. Maybe it's because, nowadays, we don't need to make our own music. We walk around with the gigantic audio libraries tucked in our pockets. And that's too bad, because a whistled song can certainly set the mood. It surely did down in Paradis, Louisiana, in 1950. Throughout the autumn of that year, a whistler took center stage and local and national press covered the harrowing experience of one Miss Jacqueline Cadeau. Jacqueline, just 18 years old, was engaged to Mr. Herbert Belsom, age 26. Herbert was a Louisiana state trooper and probably quite the catch. After all, in 1950, there were fewer than 200 people living in the Cajun settlement of Paradis. It was not overflowing with eligible bachelors. How Jacqueline met Herbert remains a mystery, at least to us. In fact, we're introduced to them late in their courtship. Up until then, you see, they weren't particularly newsworthy. But in February of 1950, Jacqueline and Herbert were going steady. Though a proposal was on the horizon, nothing was yet set in stone. They lived a happy, ordinary, quiet life. Newspapers would later describe Jacqueline as comely and pretty, definitely a prerequisite for this kind of story. We can assume that she was used to a certain level of appreciation for her good looks. But even so, Jacqueline was startled when, one cool day in February, a long, slow wolf whistle pierced the air. 
We don't know if Jacqueline was at home or in town. Not that there was much town to be in, but we do know this. Once the wolf whistling started, it didn't stop. It was hard to believe that anyone in parody would be so bold, and Jacqueline herself couldn't spot any likely suspects. According to the St. Petersburg Times, Jacqueline had previously attended a convent-run school over in New Orleans. Her alma mater wasn't the sort of place where funny business happened. No hanging around with boys and certainly no stalkers or serial harassers or the like. Then again, she did manage to meet her state trooper in New Orleans. So convent life hadn't isolated her entirely. But if someone in New Orleans had really wanted to bother her, it would have been more convenient to skip the car ride to Parody and do it while she was still in school. For whatever reason, it was after her return to Tiny Parody that the Whistler appeared, or more accurately, didn't appear. We'll say that he made himself known. No matter how she tried, Jacqueline couldn't pin down exactly where the sound was coming from. And day after day, the whistling followed her. The Daytona Beach Morning Journal interviewed the local county sheriff, Leo Vial, and he said the Cadeau family had repeatedly reported the strange phenomenon. It seems their concerns were not taken seriously. But then one evening, the Cadeaus called about a prowler. Someone was stalking around outside in quiet parody, and that same someone had, quote, entered their home. That's what Sheriff Vial told the Morning Journal, and he said that he was aware of the wolf whistling. Were there signs of a break-in? How was the prowler spotted? No one ever explains, and apparently, law enforcement had no leads. Yet, according to Jacqueline and her mother, the phantom whistler kept at it, every day, through the spring, and into the summer. It was certainly annoying, but Jacqueline wouldn't let that stop her celebration. Because in August, she announced her engagement to state trooper Herbert Belsom. While odd, this little story of a persistent catcaller and an engagement wouldn't be worth our exploration. Except for one strange thing. Once the happy news was public, the Phantom Whistler changed his tune, dramatically. Now, the Phantom was whistling a funeral dirge. Where Jacqueline went, the tune followed, as if she was a one-mourner procession. And according to the Daily Illini, the Whistler didn't stop there. After Jacqueline's engagement became public knowledge, the Cadeaus told police that they'd begun to receive phone calls, and not from happy relatives, but from a man that could only be the Phantom Whistler. It seems he'd found his voice. Like the whistling, the phone calls were ongoing. Multiple outlets reported that the Phantom once made the following threat to Mrs. Cadeau, who was unlucky enough to pick up the receiver. Your daughter will never marry Herbert. I'll kill her. And if I don't get her, then I'll get your little boy, Mickey. Mickey, the youngest sibling in the family, was just five years old. The Reading Eagle quoted another call, also answered by Jacqueline's mother, 
I'll kill her. I'll stick a knife in her. Your daughter will never marry Herbert. Based on the sudden involvement of state law enforcement that followed that call, we can assume that future bridegroom, Trooper Belsom, was not pleased. And what about Paradis? The Cadeau's neighbors, all 190-ish of them, they weren't sure what to think. Was there truly a stalker, one who the St. Petersburg Times suggested was too canny for police? Or was someone merely playing a prank, although a vicious one, on a local family? The Tipton Daily Tribune declared that, quote, The people of Parody say they know who the Whistler is, but that it is a private matter. They plan to take care of things in their own way. Of course, that article also called them all laconic Cajuns and included the following quote from an unnamed townsman. Quote, If I had a shot at him, I know he'd go soak his britches in a rain barrel. But despite it all, Paradis was ready enough to gather for Jacqueline's bridal shower, engagement party, and other festivities, even as the whistler ramped up his harassment. The wedding date grew closer, and the threats got more specific. As Jacqueline's mother told the Daily Illini, the Phantom promised one evening, Jacqueline is dying at 12 o'clock tonight. It was around that time that a police guard was set at the Cadeau house both to guard Jacqueline and to try and identify the Phantom Whistler. These patrols were even beefed up with state police. By this point, we can infer that fiancé Herbert Belsom was well and truly fed up. According to the Raleigh News and Observer, he decided to bring the whole Cadeau family to New Orleans, where they could stay with his relatives. But even in New Orleans, Mrs. Cadeau swore she heard the Phantom Whistler. Meanwhile, the police guarded their empty house and didn't hear a single tune. Perhaps the Phantom just wasn't willing to risk it. Or maybe Mrs. Cadeau was right. Maybe he did follow them up to New Orleans. But when the Cadeaus finally snuck back into town to attend to some wedding business, per the news observer, the Phantom was ready. This time, it was Jacqueline's father who first heard the noise. He dashed into the yard and determined the whistler must be behind a nearby oak tree. But after a search, he found nothing. I'm sure you've heard the old adage that you should learn something new every day. It's good advice, but with so much to do, are you making time to learn and stay curious about our world? Well, with everything everywhere daily, you can easily make that goal a reality. Everything Everywhere Daily is one of the world's most popular daily education podcasts. In about 10 minutes, you can learn something new every day. The show covers history, science, geography, mathematics, and technology, as well as biographies from some of the world's most interesting people. One listener says the show truly makes my day more enjoyable and entertaining. Fans of the show are so passionate, they even work to join the Completionist Club, the group of dedicated listeners who've listened to all 900 plus and counting episodes. I highly recommend you check out Everything Everywhere Daily's recent episodes on Why Are There No Flying Cars? and The Little Ice Age That Happened 700 Years Ago. Learn something new every single day with Everything Everywhere Daily. 
find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. People from nearby towns had taken to driving by the Cadeau home, hoping for a peek at the Phantom. And as for Jacqueline, she'd begun to suffer from nervous attacks. At one point, she fully collapsed, claiming that she heard the whistling. A doctor was called. I don't know what I'm going to do, Jacqueline told the Raleigh Observer. I've lost 18 pounds because of this thing. Jacqueline was certainly afraid, but if the phantom whistler was trying to force her to call off the wedding, he was in for a disappointment. Multiple news outlets reported Jacqueline's promise. I'll marry Herbert if the police have to walk me up that aisle. But by late September, it seemed like law enforcement might not oblige her. After many uneventful guard shifts at the Cadeau home, the tone of official statements had begun to change. On September 21st, a little over a week before the scheduled wedding date of October 2nd, the Reading Eagle quoted a representative from the state troopers, quote, we are convinced it is the work of a prankster. He then indicated that the state police would no longer be assisting. And then Sheriff Vial told the Eagle, quote, the family doesn't seem to have any enemies. It's either a crazy person or someone close to the family that we don't know about. But by September 25th, the sheriff seemed to agree with the state patrol. He met with the Cadeau family and then he addressed the press. After his speech, the wide-eyed journalists had plenty to print. The Monroe Morning World started things off hot. Whistler is declared hoax. Quote, The whistled funeral dirges and telephone threats of death were exploded as a myth tonight by Sheriff Leon Vial. And more than that, he decided it was, to quote the world, an inside job. According to the paper, he would not elaborate. But he did say that he thought that the prowler and the wolf whistling, the events that occurred before the engagement, were not connected to the current situation. He deemed those early acts as, quote, the work of a prankster. It seems that he had two separate suspects in mind. In an interview with the Daytona Beach Morning Journal, Mrs. Cadeau expressed her displeasure at the sheriff's thinly veiled accusation. She insisted that the Phantom Whistler wasn't any kind of hoax. Her entire family had heard the noise for weeks and weeks. She said, if it was an inside job, I don't know how it could be or why anyone would do it. And she added that no whistling had been heard over the last few days. Then Deputy Sheriff Edward Prejean decided to get in on the action. He told the Logan Daily News that the investigation was over. They had identified the Whistler. He promised that name would be revealed by the police and that it, quote, would be pretty embarrassing. I wish I could say more right now, but I can't. That announcement that Deputy Sheriff Prejean promised, it never came. There was no Scooby-Doo style unmasking of a villain. A Whistler who would have gotten away with it, well... You know the rest. Sheriff Vial, he assured the press that they had solved the case. They just didn't want to embarrass those involved. As the Journey Herald put it, quote, 
he refused to disclose the final chapter of the mystery. Instead, Jacqueline married Herbert Belsom on October 1st, 1950, in a little Catholic chapel over in Taft, Louisiana. There was no dramatic interruption, and there was no whistling. There was nothing to entertain all those people who had shown up hoping for a look at the Phantom. But you know what? That was all right, at least as far as the Belsom Cadeau clan was concerned. Per the Lincoln Star, the presumably happy couple headed off to New Orleans right after the reception. There, they caught a flight to Florida, where they spent their honeymoon. After that day, there were no more updates. We can only hope that the Phantom Whistler's work, whatever it actually was, had finished. Maybe he just wanted to attract a little attention for Jacqueline Cadeau from Tiny Paradis before her wedding. Maybe he was a manifestation of her or her mother's cold feet. Or maybe, just maybe, he'd found a new target in a new town, unsuspecting and in need of some ambiance. Maybe he repeated that pattern for years, and then we began to drown out those haunting sounds, first with boomboxes and walkmans and now with our phones. So maybe the ghost whistler just gave up. Maybe he felt that he was wasting his breath. We hope you'll join us next time for another real-life story from the fine print of America's local papers, from the lives of regular people, just like you and me, except for one strange thing. Oh, and strangers. One Strange Thing is an entirely independent production. To support the show and to hear more of the entirely true and enticingly peculiar, join us over on Patreon. There, you'll get ad-free early releases of our regular episodes, plus a full-length bonus episode every month, and plenty of other fun content. We hope you'll check it out. Now, please stay tuned a moment to hear a promo from one of our favorite shows. We hope you'll give them a listen. Hello everyone, this is Robin Warder, host of the true crime podcast, The Trail Went Cold. If you grew up watching the classic television show Unsolved Mysteries, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, I profile a new unsolved murder or missing persons case and share all the baffling details. Afterward, I provide my own personal analysis and theories about what might have happened. This is a show for true crime buffs who are fascinated by cold cases and love to discuss them and pick them apart in an attempt to figure out the truth. So be sure to check out our podcast to learn about some truly bizarre unsolved mysteries where the trail went cold. Yeah.